0: has spent decades studying the Bible in the original languages. He holds degrees from the University of Wisconsin, Moody Bible Institute, Asbury Theological Seminary, and Bethel Theological Seminary. With the help of some of his friends, in 1994, Dr. Rako founded a national volunteer ministry to hunters. He is an author, dog trainer, and speaker. Tom served as a full-time pastor for 36 years. Now, here is your host, Dr. Tom Rico.
1: Thanks for joining us here on the Rock Dove Publication Quill. Uh, during today's program, I'm going to be sharing about something I experienced more than 50 years ago. And it is so uh, imprinted in my heart and in my mind. Uh, it's still fresh after all these years. You'll also be hearing uh, Dr. Mercy Sharp as she shares from my book, Devotions for Dog Lovers. I hope that you enjoy today's program.
2: When dogs helped clean a chariot. Scripture reading, 1 Kings 22:29 through 40 According to the Bible, God possesses both the power and wisdom to weave the most intricate of details into a beautiful mosaic. In fact, he can even take evil and make it serve a righteous purpose. What a great comfort to know that it is ultimately God who governs the universe and not some fallen, frail, fickle human being. Yes, the creator of everything stands at the controls of the world in which we live. On one occasion recorded in the scriptures, the Lord revealed his great power through a bow that was drawn by no one special and an arrow released at random. Indeed, there was clearly no precise target in mind. Even so, the arrow struck the center of the bullseye. The Bible tells us how King Ahab had gone into a battle disguised. No doubt this was a method intended to ensure his safety. It was a type of technical ploy aimed at preventing his death. You see, his removal was something that a prophet had publicly announced just prior by declaring to King Ahab himself, "If you even return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me." Then he added, "Mark my words, all you people." 1 Kings twenty-two twenty-eight. As a result, Ahab chose not to take any unnecessary chances. He disguised himself in order to make sure he was not an obvious target. Nevertheless, the word of God states, But someone drew his bow at random and hit the king of Israel between the sections of his armor. 1 Kings twenty two thirty four. 34 Yes, in one swift flight of an arrow, the wicked career of King Ahab suddenly began screeching to a halt. However, the extremities of the Lord's control in this case were not just confined to an archer, an arrow, and the person it fatally pierced. No, God even used some dogs to fulfill an inspired prediction spoken by the prophet Elijah, a prophecy that foretold specific details which could only transpire after Ahab's death. Earlier in 1 Kings 21, we discover Ahab's desire for a certain vineyard. It was a portion of land that was unlawful for him to possess. Yet, with the help of his wicked wife Jezebel, he wound up with it anyway. This came about after Jezebel arranged for the rightful owner, a man named Naboth, to be falsely accused and then unjustly stoned to death. With Naboth out of the picture, the vineyard was all Ahab's. But then the Lord got openly involved. He directed his prophet Elijah to go to the same vineyard to speak to Ahab. There Elijah told him, This is what the Lord says In the place where dogs licked up Naboth's blood, dogs will lick up your blood. Yes, yours. First Kings twenty one nineteen. God's word proved true. Later, concerning Ahab, we are told, So the king died and was brought to Samaria, and they buried him there. They washed the chariot at a pool in Samaria where the prostitutes bathed and the dogs licked up his blood as the word of the Lord declared. 1 Kings twenty two thirty seven 37-38 It was a time when dogs became instruments for fulfilling a prophecy of God's judgment. It was the day the dogs cleaned a chariot. Prayer Lord, keep me mindful of the fact that no one can fool you. Thank you for being in control of even the smallest details. Help me to trust you with even the small things. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: You can learn more about the book that tells this true story and others. For example, find out how dogs in Bible times were used to fulfill specific prophecies. Discover how some dogs with disabilities did some amazing things. Hear how a dog collected money for orphans. Learn about the first canine to be launched into outer space. Gain insight as to how God is using dogs in our world today. And much more. To order your copy of Devotions for Dog Lovers, go to the Rock Dove Publications website at www.rockdove.com. Again, To get your copy of Devotions for Dog Lovers, visit rockdove.com
1: The Vision Even after asking Jesus Christ to forgive me for my sins at the age of 21, the type of peace I had personally longed for continued to elude me. I was inwardly conflicted. I especially remember one night when I was experiencing an intense inner struggle. I knew that there was something that was simply not right between me and God. Nevertheless, I just could not figure out what was wrong. I repeatedly wept and cried out to the Lord, but found no peace. Then, for no apparent reason, I stopped praying and pulled back a window curtain by the bed where I was kneeling. I looked up at the sky as a cloud passed in front of the bright, silvery full moon. There, in the cloud, in a moment's time, I saw the perfect silhouette of a deer, a fish, and a hand. The hand was cupped and turned up as though holding something. I saw all three of these silhouettes simultaneously, and yet they occurred in consecutive order. Words fail to adequately describe what I saw. However, now, for the lack of any better term that might convey just what I saw, I would call it a vision. I doubt if anyone else on planet Earth saw this, but I know I did. I did not understand what all this meant, but I did know that deer hunting and trout fishing were an extremely important part of my life. In reality, they were God's. Nevertheless, it still did not dawn on me that these two passions might be part of the reason I was continuing to experience such inward turmoil. Early the next morning, I drove straight to the small secular junior college where I had started taking classes. The dean of the college was a Christian and had previously shared with me some of the miraculous things that God had done in her life. I hoped she could somehow help me understand the meaning of what I had seen when the cloud passed in front of the moon. I no more stepped into Dean Wallace's office before I blurted out what I had seen. Without a moment's hesitation, she simply responded, Well, the Bible says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. As she quoted these words from Exodus 20, verse 3, I immediately knew that this was what God had been trying to convey to me. She then went on to say, God isn't telling you that you cannot hunt and fish, but these things must never be more important to you than he is. God has to be in first place. Dean Wallace then went on to explain that the cupped hand signified, you are in God's hand. That experience took place way back in 1978, but I remember it as if it happened yesterday. However, it is important to realize that we don't have to have some sort of a vision to know these truths. All we have to do is read God's Word, the Bible. This vision, or sign, helped bring about a great change in my life, or perhaps more precisely, a miracle. Not only does the Bible make it clear that God deserves and desires to have first place in our lives, The scriptures also tell us that if we know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we are held securely in his hand. In John chapter 10, Jesus said, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can snatch them. Out of my Father's hand. John chapter 10, verses 27 to 29. You know, that transformed my life. And as I dedicated my life to Christ and I surrendered these areas, I experienced that peace. And you know, God wants to grant you peace, He can grant you the peace that surpasses all understanding. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You, talking about God, will keep in perfect peace the one whose mind is stayed upon thee. And right now, friend, if you're looking for peace, peace that you are looking for can only be found in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you to make sure that you know him, that you have surrendered to him. And maybe there are some gods in your life, little gods, that need to be surrendered to him, to the great creator, who made you and knows you and loves you. When we come back, I'll have some closing remarks.
3: Hunting Miracles, ancient and modern, contains true stories of how God has worked in the lives of hunters down through history. This unique work edited by Dr. Tom Rako contains true stories by nine different contributors. In Hunting Miracles, Readers discover miracles that took place on hunts more than a thousand years ago. See how God has used deer, ducks, geese, and even wood ticks to reveal His power and presence. Be encouraged by how the prayers of desperate hunters have been answered in amazing ways. To order your copy of Hunting Miracles, go to the Rock Dove Publications website at rockdove.com. Again, to get your copy of Hunting Miracles, be sure and visit rockdove.com.
1: Well, I believe God spoke to me through that vision. I believe part of the reason He spoke to me in that way was because I was so spiritually blind. But we can read God's Word, and God's Word is living and powerful. It's sharper than a dagger, and it is a compass for our lives, and it always points us to the living God. And friend, today, uh, if God is trying to speak to you through circumstances or maybe through this little message, uh, through what I experienced or through some other avenue, what's important is not how God speaks, but that we respond to him when he does. And so I want to encourage you to follow him and look to him. Uh, thanks so much for joining us uh, here on the Rock Dubb Publications Quill. I hope that you'll join us again next time.
0: been listening to the rock dove publications podcast with your host dr tom rako this program has also been brought to you by the quilted arrow home of intelligent stylish field bred english pointers with bloodline streams from hall of fame champion guardrail thank you so much for listening now this is beth rako inviting you to join us again next time on the rock dove publications podcast